Welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. Before we get into any DFS talk for the second week of the National Football League season, I need Brett's reaction to the Monday night miracle push for the collective. Did you, in fact, lay your head to rest, Mr. Colson, or did you just leave the Skype chat momentarily? I was half asleep. I think I was watching like a, a YouTube video, just kind of dozing. And I got a text from Mo that didn't make any sense. I think it said Chargers. <laughs> I think it said Hargers. Hargers? So I'm like, fuck, is he, is he, like, is he trolling me? Like, what, what's going on here? So I lay there for a little bit longer, decided to check it out, and the Chargers were down three. And I was just like, how did this happen? I still don't know how it happened. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> we, we get the luckiest interception on a listener called it out perfectly after I driveled on the recap podcast about thinking it was pass interference. That pass was behind the line of scrimmage, so you're actually allowed to do whatever at that point. Uh, but we get an insane bounce to to get the interception. And then the Jamal Charles fumble, that was just... Insanity, but then Brett, I mean, makes my night, returns triumphantly to the Skype chat with a gif of the Undertaker rising from the dead. I was in complete shock. I thought for sure that game was done. We were two and three. And then Mo, introspective Mo over here, he makes that game the moose of the week despite it helping the collective out. You can check that at gridirongamble.com. Mo, very woke of you to make that the moose of the week. Well, it is the moose if you had the other side. <laughs> it really is bad. Chargers weren't right side? <laughs> I think we may have been on the wrong side. Listen, Mo, the game isn't over until the game is over. The right side is the winning side, as a wise Chad Millman once said. But on to week two, on to the DFS. I think we had some good picks last week, if I recall correctly. I think there were some good calls. On this show, we had a little naked Deshaun Kaiser talk, which he met value with a little Donnie's running. Donnie's goat Matt Stafford call. Matt's How about that stacking Stafford? I hope you had uh, Baby Tron in some of those stacks, DP. Uh, I had a little bit, uh, very very tiny percentage of my shares, but uh, it allowed me to make a little bit of money, so I'm happy. Rams Gurley Gurley didn't have a spectacular day, but Rams defense went in. So I think uh, I think it was a good start to the season, and let's keep it rolling here in week two. Every week, the first thing we're going to look at is implied team totals and the weather. Weather looks pretty clear across the board. We got a little light rain uh, forecasted for Seattle, uh, San Francisco at Seattle, uh, but light rain, nothing to really change your plans about at this time. So weather looks clear. Across the board, in terms of implied team totals, the New England Patriots are at the top of the board with an implied team total of 31.25. Big road favorites against the Saints, and I'm going to start our conversation with that game in a minute. Uh, Following them, one of the biggest favorites of the week, tied for at least, uh, the Oakland Raiders implied team total of 28.5. They are two touchdown favorites at home against my fighting New York Jets, 
And then you've got the Atlanta Falcons, a implied team total of 28.25. And the aforementioned Seahawks, implied team total of 28. Let's start with that chalk matchup. Saints-Patriots, massive total in the game. As noted, the Patriots are road favorites. There's going to be a ton of exposure to players on both sides. Brett, will you be indulging in a small percentage of the chalk, or is this something that you would be looking to fade in a big way? No, there's no way I'm fading this game. I have to have exposure to uh, a lot of pieces, but I think you can get sneaky with with some of the pieces in these offenses. I mean, what you've got here is two Hall of Fame quarterbacks coming off embarrassing losses. Neither wants to start 0-2, and both of these defenses were humiliated by game managers last week. I mean, Alex Smith and Sam Bradford combined for more than 62 fantasy points against these two defenses. I like both tight ends in this game. I think you're going to see a lot of people on Gronk. I like Colby Fleener, though. I mean, the Saints used Fleener all over the field last week. He played 32 snaps. He ran 23 routes, turned that into five catches on six targets and a touchdown. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be on Kobe Fleener because it's Kobe Fleener. And with a negative game script set up here for the Saints, I think they're, I don't, I don't remember what the line is. It's like eight or nine. I, 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 I believe it's six and a half or seven. Oh, it's seven. Okay. Even still, I mean, a really nice negative game script set up for the Saints passing game. I don't mind a triple stack here with Breeze, Fleener, Michael Thomas, even a a really sneaky Breeze, Kobe Fleener, Alvin Kamara stack. The Pats were abused by Kareem Hunt in the passing game last week. And Kamara against the Vikings in negative game script, or negative game flow, 24 routes uh, last week, four catches on four targets. I think he could be heavily involved, especially if the Saints are are playing from behind. So I, I do like a lot of pieces here. I think Brandon Cooks is a nice play as well against a very leaky Saints defense in uh, uh, against his former team. So a lot you can do with this game. I think you need to have some exposure. At 3,100, Kobe Fleener is below the fold in the tight end tab. And a great point there by Brett. In the one game that Willie Sneed missed last year, Fleener racked up 100 yards against the Falcons in negative game script. We saw him on Monday night play a good role. He got his touchdown a little late in that game, but hey, we're we're all about garbage points in this situation, and he really fits in in what Fleener does in that offense while he's suspended. Uh, excuse me, what Snead does in that offense while he's suspended. Fleener can kind of fit into that role and can get a ton of volume uh, in a game like this, so I like the, the Fleener call a lot. I actually picked him up in a league a season-long league where I have Eifert, and I did not drop Eifert. I'm going to stash him for a little bit while hopefully since he gets their shit together, and I'll ride out Fleener during this Sneed suspension. i got to turn to the Patriots fan now. DP, I don't think you'll be fading this game. You're going to have some chalk. You love the chalk. What do you think about Pat's Saints? What kind of stacks do you think you can work out in this game? Well, I actually think that I'm going to be completely avoiding this game altogether. Wow. So. Yeah, I, they were the first team that I started to look into, or first game that I started to look into on both sides. Uh, and I ended up coming to the conclusion that everyone is going to be on this game. And if you're going to win a giant, one of those giant guaranteed tournaments, you're just, you need to be away from them. I mean, I may sprinkle in a piece now and there, here and there, but uh, I think overall stacking them, I'm going to stay away from it. Mo, what's your take on this very popular game this sun- Sunday? Uh, I agree with Brett. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for some of the tertiary pieces. Is that the word we're looking for here? Secondary and tertiary pieces, guys who 
might go a little forgotten by the average fan, uh, are going to be solid plays here. You got any plays for us, Bucko? I like Alvin Kamara also. Brett stole it from me. I was going to talk about Alvin Kamara. I think if you want to uh, save some money at running back, he's a very viable option. Uh, Real cheap. uh, Seemed to be really heavily involved, surprisingly, in the offense. Uh, So if they're down, this is going to be a really nice play again. Are we that surprised, though, that they didn't go with uh, Mark Ingram? That's, are we are we surprised? He looked good too. I don't understand. Adrian Peterson looks horrific. Shout out to Brett, the biggest all day retractor on planet Earth. Ingram looks good in both the passing and running game, but they. I mean, how many snaps did Alvin Kamara have? A hundred? Like what was happening? He had more. He had more than thirty. If he ran twenty four routes, he probably had more than thirty snaps. My God. Uh, another weird guy, if you want to get real weird, to Donnie's point, I, I think you're going to have to get a little strange either with the pieces that you stack with in this game or the pieces you surround these stacks with. Within this game, let's get weird with Rex Burkhead. Uh, Rex Burkhead had three targets on the opening game. His average depth of target, get this, was 12.7 yards. Uh, if no Amendola in this game, he's still in the concussion protocol. I think Burkhead is someone who could get some time maybe in the slot, maybe catch a long wheel route. Uh, worth a gamble, in my opinion, and he's basically free. Uh, I think 3100 on DraftKings. All right, let's get to some other stacks across the league. DP, if you're a full fade on this game, I'd like to know uh, what other uh, stacks you're looking at for Sunday. Uh, well, the first one I have is uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And I know, Rich, you love... Carson Palmer, you love talking about how he's done. You love making fun of his haircut. But, I mean, the Cardinals are going to be bouncing back. I still think they're a fairly decent team and that the game that they had in week one was more of an outlier of a performance uh, than it will be the norm going forward in this season. And they're just playing that absolutely abysmal Indianapolis Colts team. Um, I think, you know, in the case that uh, you have the Saints – Patriots game. You also have the the Falcons Packers game. I think that a ton of people are going to be on those two games, so you can uh, pivot away to some of these these lesser known stacks. So I like the Cardinals and and their receiving core, Fitzgerald, Brown, Nelson. Um, I also like the Seattle Seahawks returning home after a relatively bad performance, stacking uh, Wilson with the, uh, either Baldwin or Richardson. Absolutely love both of these. Palmer is priced lower than. Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, and it is a great bounce-back opportunity. Without David Johnson, they're going to have to lean heavily on the passing attack, which is what Bruce Arians does anyway, and I'm all in favor with stacking them with any of those guys. Uh, I think Nelson Nelson ate a little bit mu- too much in, in junk time last week for me. I think Brown and Fitzgerald are the preferred targets there, but I can see you getting weird with Nelson because he's such a deep threat as well and you stole both mine I love the Seahawks as well a perfect get right game it took forever for Wilson and Baldwin to connect during the first couple quarters against the Packers I understand that Seattle's offensive line is a problem and might be a problem throughout the season but just a terrific opportunity for this offense to get rolling and who's going to click on Russell Wilson after watching them in that national game and who's going to click on Doug Baldwin after watching what just happened on Sunday. I think it's a great spot to get two great players uh, at reduced um, ownership. Brett, what other stacks you got? 
I got an interesting YOLO stack here of Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Nelson Aguilar. I guess it's not YOLO because we got Alshon in here, but uh, looking at the matchup <clears throat> for the Chiefs, Philip Gaines is abysmal defending the slot. So I fully expect Nelson Aguilar to have a great follow-up to his breakout game this week. Uh, Gaines graded as a 34.8 on Pro Football Focus last year. He looked just as bad last Thursday against the Patriots with a grade of 36.6. That dude just looks lost out there. So <laughs> really <laughs> nice potential for Nelson Aguilar to, to have another big week. Uh, and Alshon Jeffrey is going to see a lot of Marcus Peters this week, who is a very good cover corner, but a very aggressive cover corner who takes a lot of chances. We talked about him a lot last year on our on our DFS podcast. So uh, a big athletic receiver like Alshon could exploit him for some big plays. I think Wentz and company put up big numbers this week against the Chiefs. So I like a triple stack there. What do you think about that, Mo? Your chefs. It's not necessarily something I'd be rushing to do, although... <laughs> I think, although he is overpriced, Zach Ertz interests me a tiny amount just because without Eric Berry, I mean, I think the Chiefs could have a little bit of trouble defending tight ends. Are there enough numbers for the amount of targets Zach Ertz will get this season? Like, are we going to run out of numbers? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, young QB needs his safety valve. Zach Ertz is the safety valve. Yeah, but with with Ertz, he has big big volume games, and then he just falls off the map other games. It really depends on the matchup. I think last week was a great matchup for him, and that's why he was so popular and did put up big numbers. I don't see it happening this week. All right, Mo, what you got for stacks? Donnie stole my top play. It's it's the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, playing this indie defense shredded by Goff, no DJ like you said, I, this matchup. I love it. I kind of am hoping John Brown sits so that I could do a triple stack with Fitz and then either Jerron or JJ, who are both basically free under 4K. Uh, Another one that I looked at is that you can get really, really cheap is the Ravens. Joe Flacco, throw him in there. He is insanely cheap. He's 5K. So is Macklin. So Macklin priced pretty low as well and he had a long touchdown last week he has scored a lot of long touchdowns in his career might be worth a flyer against the browns i don't know that browns do look pretty good man is anybody interested in and the difficulty here is with i'll start with oakland the old defense running back stack is anybody interested in an oakland Marshawn stack, or are we just so worried that the ownership on Oakland is going to be through the roof? Brett, I'll go to you first. Uh, is it going to be that high? I mean, it's, it is Oakland defense. It is the Jets, it's, though. <laughs> it is the Jets. I don't think you're going to see high ownership on really any defense. I think it's going to be pretty spread out. Oakland might be, it probably will be one of the more popular, but I think probably 15%, depending on where you play. Uh, I think it's a fine stack. You know, we we talk a lot about the correlation between running backs and and defenses, and obviously Marshawn fits that perfectly in this spot against the Jets. But I'm not running to to roster Marshawn Lynch, especially in GPPs. I don't think his upside's there. Well, if you're not running to roster Marshawn Lynch, you're not going to like this other quick stack, guys. I like Lacey and the Seahawks defense. Come on. No way on earth. All right, I know we got seven. Like Eddie Lacy. I know we got seven snaps last week, but 
hear me out. During his tenure in Green Bay, the Packers were double-digit home favorites three times, and in those games, Lacey averaged 16 DraftKings points per game. That's a small sample, so I also looked at games where Green Bay was favored by nine or more, which brought the total number of instances to eight. And in that sample, Lacey averaged 17 DK points per game. He's at 4K right now on DK. That's 4X value. I think it's a fine play. Eddie Lacey is a bowling ball that once he gets going, he can start crushing souls. And I know that Chris Carson nearly quadrupled. I think he did quadruple his snap count last week. But Lacey is a banger. And this could be a banger game as 14-point favorites. Nobody's going to click him. And I'm in favor of the punt play. Why, why not Chris Carson then? I don't think Chris yeah, Carson. Something Chris Carson is as, just so much better. So much better based on preseason and a couple runs against the Packers. No, it's so much Dude, better. Eddie, just just watch stuck. him. Man, Eddie Lacy is so bad. I'll take I'll take Lacy DK versus Carson DK for a pizza. I'm in. I, I don't. Whatever you want to do for a pizza on Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Bert? He's going to eat the pizza before you deliver it, though. <laughs> yeah. Bert? Sure. All right, let's go. I, I don't want to. I hate betting pizzas on Chris Carson, but. Well, you this, you just said he was a better football player. He is a better football player. I just it's hard to predict what Pete Carroll's going to do, but I, I'll, bet, I'll bet a pizza on DK points this week. What about you, Mo? You're fading gluten or what? No pizzas. This is. You're splitting five point hairs here. <laughs> Mo needs the sharpest edge in order to take a pizza bet. Let's keep it a quarterback. Let's get to some naked QBs. Mo, you got any quarterbacks with standalone value this week? I didn't really see anything I loved, although I did think possibly Drew Brees, if you're not wanting to stack him with any of his wide receivers, because I do think a lot of the... I, I do think it could be Kamara and cleaner who do the scoring but you still can't really be that confident with the other running backs in the fold uh i just don't like stacking him with michael thomas because the patriots are famously so good at taking away your top option i guess was my only thing there what about you dp standalone qbs uh, I like a little bit of Cam Newton this week. Uh, he had a so-so week one. I mean, they they did blow out the 49ers, but I don't think he overly impressed uh, against a bad team. Uh, I mean, you know, they kind of did what they had to do, got the W and got out of there. Uh, I think in a way I feel like Cam, you know, coming off of the, the injury stuff and working his way into things, he kind of eased into it. I mean, he was 14 for 25 for 171 yards and two touchdowns, but he also did throw a pick. He didn't really run at all to excite anyone. And I don't think the Bills showed me much. So I think that, uh, you know, the Bills just, likewise, they kind of did what they had to do against a really bad Jets team. I just like Cam to, to really just show out, um, you know, individually. Coming home, first game uh, at home in Carolina. I just, I like him in a big way, and I wouldn't mind rostering him uh, in a few spots just by his lonesome. Yeah, he's got so many people to target. I mean, we're used to just, you know, Benjamin and Olsen, and that's it. But... I mean, Godwin, Dixon, McCaffrey, all these guys. Jonathan Stewart, two catches. He had a quarter of his reception total from last season. Oh, boy. In one game against the Niners. I mean, Cam's spreading the ball out, so I can see a naked play on him. The running is just a concern for me. I I, I don't think we're going to see the running Cam Newton of old anytime soon, so that, that worries me a little bit. 
Bert, give us a standalone QB. I really hate QB this week. I guess if you're going to go naked, I probably just roll with Russell Wilson. Uh, you've got two up-tempo offenses in this game uh, with the 49ers, so it will get a lot of snaps in if it stays semi-close, <clears throat> which I think it might. So with Wilson coming off a horrendous week one against Green Bay, I'm not expecting much ownership. I'm thinking like 5% max. So these are the spots I love to target Russ because he does have a high ceiling. Uh, it probably is highest ceiling as any QB this week with his ability to run the football. So I, I'm going to have some Russell Wilson. You can obviously stack him with uh, Doug Baldwin as well. Just stay away from Jimmy Graham. That guy can't move anymore. Uh, I made a huge mistake last week by playing way too much <laughs> Jimmy Graham. And tonight, I just have a weird feeling that Deshaun Watson is going to run for a touchdown wow. and pass for at least another tonight. I'm going to have exposure to the Bengals defense for sure, of course, because this Texans offensive line is a horror show. But Deshaun Watson is 4,400 on DraftKings. He's basically free. And he can run the football. So I think he's worth a punt on DraftKings if you're playing a Thursday slate tonight. Island game. Get your get your Luaz on. Uh, I'm not opposed to a little naked Alex Smith this week. Same kind of thing with Cam. We're so used to having Alex Smith have one or two options. But it seems like he spread the ball around a lot. Kareem Hunt... Being in the fold helps a ton. Tariq Hill growing into a more diverse receiver in terms of just not just being a straight-line guy helps a ton. And I wasn't overly impressed by the Eagles' defense. I think they were helped out a ton by—how many times can I say the word a ton? They were helped out a lot by the Washington racial slurs' inability to move the ball downfield, namely Kirk Cousins. So I'm not opposed to a little— Naked Alex Smith. He is fifty-seven hundred. Doesn't seem it's gonna. Doesn't seem like it would take much for him to meet value. Running backs. We'll start with you, Brett. We'll go in uh, inverse order. Give us some factor backs that you like on Sunday. I like my boy Ty Montgomery. Ty Mont. Chalk Mont. This week. Yeah, he is gonna be. It, the guy was an absolute volume monster in Week One. Gets to face one of the worst defenses in the league this week in the Falcons. No running back had a higher snap percentage out of the backfield last week than Montgomery, and he continues to rack up successful runs despite the awkward upright running style. Uh, and again, he's got the best football player in the world at his side in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this price tag, 5800 on DraftKings, is way too low. I don't understand this. That is going to result in some very high ownership probably as high as like 35%. So uh, you can definitely fire him in cash games. Be a little wary of Ty Montgomery and GPPs. I like the Ravens running backs too, both of them. Uh, Terrence West, and it, this will depend on game flow, I think. But Terrence West should be the bell cow here in week two. Huge favorites against the Browns. Uh, West does a lot of damage when game flow is in his favor. Six times last year, he had 15 plus touches. He is their goal line back. So really... Uh, a lot of opportunity, I think, this week for him to score a touchdown. And he has a great floor in cash games if the uh, the game script goes as planned. And in case the Browns do keep this one close, I like Buck Allen as well. $4,000 on DraftKings, uh, solid play in GPPs, much better as a receiver out of the backfield than Terrence West and will be the preferred back if they need to move the ball quickly late in the game. The real question is, Mo, is Terrence West the starting running back for the Ravens? <laughs> Man, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, I was actually going to suggest a Ravens D Terrence West stack 
as well, but I, I knew I was going to get a visceral reaction for suggesting Eddie Lacy, so I didn't I didn't want to uh, overstep my bounds by suggesting Terrence West, but I, I'm in favor of, of a West uh, Raven stack as well. Look, we all loved Deshaun Kaiser. We had fun sweating him last week in the Super Contest, but going on the road at Baltimore against that defense seems like nightmarish for the kid. Uh, Baltimore feels like they're going to eat here, and Terrence West... As Brett noted, thanks to some positive script, could find himself falling into the end zone and picking up a ton of yardage during the latter parts of the game because of it. Can we can we talk about is this Tariq Cohen time? Can I talk about Tariq Cohen? Yeah, go for it. All right. I don't typically like to ride the hot hand in DFS because of ownership concerns. And Tariq Cohen is going to be popular this week, but I think you have to consider him at this $4,100 price tag on DraftKings. There's just no way the Bears don't try to find ways to get the ball in this kid's hands when their current pass-catching options are Kendall Wright, Josh Bellamy, Marcus Wheaton. Uh, I do like Zach Miller, of course, but this is this is a really bad offense. They need to find guys who can make plays. And, and Cohen is that guy. I mean, last week, 28 snaps compared to 38 for Jordan Howard when they were playing from behind. In those 28 snaps, Cohen, 21 routes, Got five carries. Obviously, Rich, we all know that's not sustainable. But I don't think you need it to be sustainable in order for him to exceed his salary, especially at this price. I mean, this is a kind of a joke, I think. Uh, possible game flow here. I mean, the Bears are seven-point dogs against a Bucks team that's going to be really amped up for their home opener. I think Cohen's going to be on the field a lot. And with a quarterback who loves to check it down, this is great upside on a PPR site like DraftKings. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to roll with the chalk here with Tariq Cohen this week. I think you have to play him in lineups. Look, in a vacuum, I would get into an argument with you, but given the price, this is the time to ride the hot hand because that's an absurd price for somebody who should continue to see a decent market share from this Bears offense that, as you said, is devastated by injury. Maybe Kevin White getting hurt isn't really a devastation because who knows what the hell he was going to be in the first place. But for the time being, Tariq Cohen seems like someone they want to get involved. I'm more worried about his season-long prospects, being 5'6", being so small, and having more tape on him. Those things are going to help defenses stop him going forward. But for the time being, at this price, in PPR format, which DraftKings is, I don't know how you can fade Tariq Cohen. So for the time being, I'm with you. For season long, I'm a little bit more weary of the tiny back. That's fair. All right, DP, give us some backs. I also like Ty Montgomery, uh, like Brett said, so I'll skip over that one. Uh, Rich, going back to a point you made earlier, I will be buying Marshawn Lynch this week. I will be putting him in lineups with the Oakland Raiders defense. So, Brett, you can eat it on that one. You're just mad that he left Buffalo, and he's still somewhat decent over in Oakland. (laughs) And uh, another one, uh, while I'm throwing shade at Brett, I'm going to throw some shade back at you, Rich. Uh, I will be looking into a one Thomas Rawls this week uh coming back all signs are looking like he's gonna play and honestly eddie lacy is the worst thing coming uh in the nfl at a running back this year that guy is so bad he doesn't care to be in shape uh so give me some thomas rolls if he plays obviously check the injury report make sure that he is going to be in there but uh if if seattle gets up early i mean uh, rolls is a banger and uh he's going to get in there and do his thing Rawls was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, which is a good sign for the kid. But he was also a full participant in practice last week Mm. and didn't play. 
healthy scratch. I don't know what that says about your boy. Isn't Mo, Mo, don't you think Thomas Rawls, weren't you on Thomas Rawls' goat train last year? I'm definitely a Thomas Rawls truther. Yeah. This guy crushed it for me in 2015. He's a jag. He's a jag. Brett, any response? Do you miss Marshawn Lynch? Do you miss seeing him every so often at the local Applebee's? <laughs> the local Applebee's? Uh, yes. But I, I wouldn't say that's a reason that I, I'm fading him this week. But yeah, I think if we held on to Marshawn, we would be uh, we would have probably gotten a few more wins over the past few years. Shout out to Kenny Maine and the main event. One of his better pieces ever on Mr. Beast Mode. Mo, give us some backs. Thomas Rawls? I got nothing. <laughs> you guys stole everything from me. Ty Montgomery is my top play, obviously. Uh, rumors of something Jamal were greatly exaggerated. Squashed. Let's, let's Squashed at the coin toss by the Green Bay Packers. That guy did nothing. Um, and then, yeah, Alvin Kamara, I already mentioned him, and Brett brought up my final play, which was Buck Allen. Really cheap, facing the Browns. Worth a flyer. I'm a little interested in, and talk me off the cliff here, Brett, because I know you hate this guy. You, well, you, you kind of have a love-hate relationship with this Los Angeles Superchargers running back, but Melly Mel, Melvin Gordon. I don't think we're going to see a lot of players click him after a pretty terrible performance overall by the Chargers yeah, offense. You think so? That's Yeah, that's actually the reason I don't like Melvin this week is because I, I think he's going to be extremely popular, probably yeah. third highest ownership this week so i that's i might be wrong it might be a good week to click on him because i do like melvin this week but that's mainly the reason i was off him interesting because the miami while their front four is pretty terrifying their linebackers are about as bad as it gets i mean lawrence timmons cliff coming right the classic Steelers, let a guy go i mean they're kind of like the patriots in this manner let a guy go and you know, Cliff's right around the corner. Kiko Alonso has never impressed me at the linebacker position. So once you get through that that front four, <laughs> there's going to be room for Melvin Gordon to eat against the Dolphins. So I guess ownership might be the big concern here, but I think Melvin Gordon has a good opportunity to score a lot of points this week. Yeah, I think you need some exposure to him, but I wouldn't go too high. All right, let's get to the receivers in a second. Mo, I'll let you go first so not everybody steals your picks. But first, got to step into... The Blue Apron Kitchen. No time to grocery shop after listening to The Collective. Even when you go to the supermarket, it's hard to tell which food is high quality and sustainably grown. And that's why Blue Apron is developing better standards for higher quality ingredients and delivering them right to your door in perfect quantities. Head to blueapron.com slash gridirongamble to get $30 off your first order and chow down on this week's specials including katsu-style Eggplant with stir-fried green beans and sweet peppers, and avocado burgers with tomato and corn salad. Support your stomach and the collective by heading to blueapron.com/gridirongamble. That's blueapron.com/gridirongamble. All right, Mo. Nobody can steal any receivers for you. You've got the floor, sir. Give us some cast catchers. Uh, my sneaky play here is. Martavis Bryant, at least I hope he is sneaky. He's 5.5K. We know this guy is boom or bust, and he busted in a big way last week. I tried playing him in a couple spots, and 
he man he had like three dk points uh this week uh they face the vikings that means they face xavier rhodes i'm going to go ahead and assume xavier rhodes is going to be locking up on antonio brown and although xavier rhodes is an extremely elite corner i mean there's really just no stopping antonio brown but Still, it could result in some extra looks going Martavis's way. He's down 1.2K in price this week, so you're getting him at a big discount after his terrible game. Uh, Antonio had a monster game. There's always going to be people clicking on him. Hopefully nobody clicking on Martavis this week. I think it's time to buy here. Anyone else? Just one? Just one WR? No, I also think one of our... One of our superstars that we were impressed with in the Skype thread, something Cooper Cup, 4.1K, maybe already the best receiver on the team. Wow. I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, he's Sammy Watkins. I like the guy, but I don't know if he's really all that great. Uh, Cooper, something Cooper, 76 and a touchdown. The hype was all about the preseason rapport he had with Goff, and it looked that way. On Sunday, Goff looked his way plenty of times. So, uh, man, <clears throat> not the greatest matchup. I mean, Washington, you know, they pretty much, I mean, it was their own offense's turnovers that cost them. I think their defense was overall fine. And, uh, but, uh, Something Cooper in a PPR format, I think at under 5K, he's always going to be uh, on the radar. I for sure think Cooper Cup and Ty Montgomery are, go- are going to be cash game all-stars this week on DK. Donnie, who you got at receiver? I like Mike Evans this week. Uh, you know, he hasn't played uh, yet, so I think that, uh, you know, you can get a little bit of, you know, he couldn't have a bad game, but he also couldn't have a good game that allowed people to buy him. Mike Evans, to me, this week is a cheaper version of Julio Jones. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be on Julio Jones this week, um, given the the game script that's going to come out of the Atlanta and uh, Green Bay game. I also like either uh, Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen, uh, more so to Adam Thielen. I mean, after week one, Diggs is the guy that everyone's looking at and talking about um, because of his performance. Uh, but... Uh, Thielen was actually targeted more times, uh, had more yards. Just happened that Diggs got in the end zone, and uh, I mean we mentioned it a few times in the in the Skype chat. And Thielen's just a, he's a good football player, so I like uh, rostering him in some spots. And he's eleven hundred dollars cheaper at at five thousand dollars. And then uh, lastly, I would look over to Jacksonville. Uh, Allen Robinson done for the year. Somebody's going to need to step it up in the passing game. Uh, Allen Hearns and Marquez Lee are going to need to fill those roles in a big way. If you ask me, Marquez Lee is a better player. Then Alan Hearns, uh, but it always seems that Alan Hearns always seems to get his fair share of run. So I will be looking at these guys. Uh, similarly priced, only $100 different. And there's just no way that Blake Bortles is going to go through an entire season throwing the ball just uh, 21 times like he did in week one. That's the plan. Uh, the guy averages 37 passing attempts uh, not, per game. Not, uh, you not, know, under, and not under Marone. That's the plan. 20 no, times no, a game no, no, is the no. plan. Bortles is going to do some Bortles things, okay? I don't know. He may I, not. He may not hit the thirty-seven that he's done his whole career, but he'll get up around thirty. I mean, twenty-one. There's no way. And then after teams start uh, just focusing in on Leonard Fournette and just keying in on that, he's gonna have to throw the ball. I mean, 
the Houston Texans were focusing in on J- with J.J. Watt and, and Clowney, and the focus did not matter. The plan is to throw 20 times. I'm afraid of volume when it comes to guys like Lee and Hearns, and they're just, I mean, Bortles is no good. I don't think either of those guys is, is very good. So that that's a a gamble. Scott Lazar, give me a gamble if you if you put Hearns. You gotta put the, mark the tape, Rich. Marked. Put, marked. put it down. Tell you what, if if you roster Bortles and Marquise Lee, you are going to be on an island this <laughs> yeah. week. So I don't hate that in GPPs, especially if the if the Titans do jump out to an early lead, they they're really going to have no choice but to fire Bortles. So I, I'm in. I'll, I'll have a Bortles stack this week. <laughs> oh, love it. What else do you got at receiver, Brett? I've got a couple fun ones here that you can pair with some Pats, Chalk, some Ty Montgomery Chalk to make your lineup a little unique. Uh, Can't believe I'm going to say this, but I really like Dante Moncrief this week against Arizona. Uh, You will almost certainly see Patrick Peterson shadow T.Y. Hilton this week. Peterson shadowed Marvin Jones on the outside last week. Uh, Moncrief ran more plays out of the slot than T.Y. last week, so we should see a good amount of the same defensive backs who were lit up by Matthew Stafford on the road in week one. Moncrief only $4,000 for some reason. Great spot for him. I think you're going to see a lot of targets. Uh, The other one is Marquise Goodwin, the former Bill. I'm going to use this little guy in DFS every single week. 50 snaps in week one. He ran 36 routes with the team in negative game flow. Got six targets with an average ADOT of 20.3. That is insane. Uh, Yes, all of these are low percentage routes, but I love the usage and the ceiling he offers at this price. All it takes is one play from Marquise Goodwin to meet value. He can outrun everyone on the field, uh, especially Richard Sherman. So if he does see Sherman, uh, he might be able to beat 2-5 uh, for, for a deep. I mean, Sherman's been beat before, especially the last couple of years. I mean, we've seen him decline. So this is I think this is a really good spot for Goodwin to, to hit a deep ball this week. If you want to get contrarian in this Saints-Patriots game, click Brandon Cooks. Is anyone going to click Brandon Cooks and pay the 8200 I I don't think so. Dude, people just skip over Brandon Cooks when they start talking about the Patriots offense because they're salivating over Chris Hogan and the corpse of Danny Amendola. On seven targets on Thursday night, Cooks had an A dot of 20.3, which for a Patriots offense is astounding. He pulled in three of those balls for 88 yards. Uh, the kid's just really good at football. He's the best receiver on the team by a country mile. And in a game where the Patriots lead the NFL in projected team total, uh, implied team total, excuse me, uh, I, I just think you need some cooks in your life. And I don't think at his price tag, people are going to click him. So I think it's a contrarian way to get involved in that New England, New Orleans game. Uh, Fantasy Labs has Cooks' ownership projected at 13 to 16%, but I think that's high. I think it's going to be closer to like 10 to 12%. Who's clicking him? Who Who's not paying the extra, uh, paying down $300 and clicking Jordy Nelson, right? Like, I, I just don't think, I don't hear anybody, I listen to a lot of podcasts, boys and girls. I don't hear anybody say Brandon and Cooks in subsequent order, ever. They're always fapping to Hogan and Amendola. So I, I think that projection is a little high. I agree with Brett. Um, tight ends. Brett dropped his name earlier. For the first time this season, we get to ask one very important question. 
since the beginning of time, man has been faced with one undying question to which the correct answer may lead to a lifetime of riches and eternal glory. Eternal glory. Hola, me llamo Roberto. Yo soy fiesta. Y tú también. Tú eres fiesta. Fiesta cost sixty nine hundred this week. Brett, it sounds like you are fading him, correct, sir? No, I'm on Gronk this week. I think you need to have exposure to both tight ends in that game. Uh, talked about Flaner too against this uh, New England defense. I, yeah, I and especially well with Gronk. I mean, you're you're getting a Saints defense that ranked near the bottom of the league that uh, against defending tight ends last year. So I do like both tight ends in this game. So I will not be fading Gronk this week. Mo. To Eres Fiesta. Yeah, I think it's fine to click Gronk. Uh, I'm not overly excited or overly down on him. Uh, should be should be points, and you know he looked okay, but uh, maybe a touch slow. DP, your boy, full fade. Does that include Gronk? Yeah, I'm I'm over Gronk. I think he's done. I think you're gonna see a huge drop off. In performance this year, listen, I mean, he, he does not you, look right coming out of week one. Oh my god, how uh, much do you listen he didn't to look these? Right in week one, what? How, what? How much do you listen to these Nesson idiots that just think the sky is falling? Okay, first of all, over. Nesson is the biggest joke coming in terms of a any sort of media company, entertainment, whatever you want to call them. No, Nesson's a joke. Why? Is watch the, the game, falling? man. I did watch the game. He looked fine. No, what do you mean look fine? He looked like he couldn't run. He looked like he got 10 years older. After he scored that touchdown that was then called back, he could barely spike the ball because he, you know, he he just seemed like he he hurt his back again or something. He's he doesn't seem right. Gronk's never been Talent. able. Gronk's never looked athletic running. Yeah, but you think you think a guy who hasn't played in a long time coming off an injury is going to come out week one. He's going to be fired up. He's going to be looking like a psychopath that he always does. Gronk didn't look like that. He looked very very calm, very sedated, you he, know, just kind of chilling. And he stuff. had like the so. second best coverage safety on him the entire game. I mean, it's it's basically ET and Eric Berry. And he made a couple sick catches with Eric Berry hanging all over him. The hands are definitely still there. Yeah, Gronk is elite. He'll he'll be fine. D- d- t- take your your pity party of woe is me Patriots crap out of here. There's no woe is me Patriots crap. We're going to be just fine. We're going to win the Super Bowl again. It doesn't matter, but that doesn't mean Gronk has to be a huge part of it. Rich, get that notepad out. Write down this time code as well so you can play it back next week when Gronk shits the bed like he's going to. Uh, I, I will when he scores two touchdowns. Uh, Mo, we'll start. Oh, now, we started Donnie in the middle, so we'll, we'll keep it with you, DP. What other tight ends? If you're not liking Gronk, where are you going this week? Uh, go to the other side of the ball. Brett already brought him up a few times. Kobe Fleener, a uh, high-scoring game against an opponent who doesn't have anyone that looks like they can cover a tight end. I mean, what's uh, Cash Marsh going to be out there covering a tight end again? I mean, that's just not going to work. Uh, Hightower could possibly do it, but his knee is banged up. Um, so Fleener, I think, is going to see a lot of targets. Um, I mean, you have Stefan Gilmore and uh, Malcolm Butler that are going to you know, lock down on the on the receivers, and and Drew Brees is going to have to go somewhere with the ball. So he's either going to go to Alvin Kamara or he's going to go to Kobe Fleener. And I like what Fleener did in Week One, and I'm going to be on him again. Hightower DNP yesterday, Wednesday, recording this early Thursday morning with the knee. If he is not available, that I mean, we talked about Fleener before, but it does make Fleener even more interesting as a play in this game. Mo, tight ends, skim to me. Well, first of all, I want to say. 
I got a hundred percent agree with Brett what he said earlier about Jimmy Graham. Yikes. That guy did not look good. He can't move. How slow did he look? Uh, my favorite tight end play this week is Martellus Bennett. He's 3,900. Unicorn. He, he got a very solid six targets in an absolutely brutal matchup against the Seahawks. Only hauled in three. So hopefully that keeps ownership down here. Nobody's definitely walking away from week one going, you know, I need, I need to play Martellus Bennett after seeing that. So this week, much friendlier, facing Atlanta in the Dome. This price seems absolutely insane to me. I love Martellus Bennett. It's a good way to get exposure to that game because I, I haven't, outside of Ty Munt, I haven't heard anybody on this podcast talk about Packers-Falcons. That seems like pretty much a steady fade across the board, save for us all loving Tymont and uh, this this unicorn, Martellus Bennett call. Brett, where are you going at tight end? Yeah, I like that Bennett call. I always forget that this guy is still in the league, and now he's catching passes from GOAT, so I love that. Uh, outside of Fleener, some Gronk, I'm definitely going to fire some Martellus this week. I like Eric Ebron at 3,000. This guy was the only pass catcher for the Lions who didn't exceed value last week. I don't think anybody's going to click on him. And now he gets the Giants, who cannot defend the middle of the field, again getting torched last week by Jason Witten. So Eric Ebron should see uh, a pretty decent uptick in volume uh, from Matthew Stafford this week. I'm keeping it at $3,000. All we heard in the preseason and during the rookie draft was how amazing O.J. Howard is. And he could turn out to be a great pass catcher in this league. But Cameron Brait is still the guy that I am most interested in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Donnie kind of brought the point earlier. Mike Evans didn't play last week. It's kind of weird with these Dolphins and Bucks not playing last week. They don't. They may not command the same attention as other players do. Brait certainly won't with his $3,000 price tag. Uh, I'm not basing this off of Austin Hooper's 188-yard touchdown last week. Uh, but with the uh, Jarrell Freeman injury, which sucks, man. That guy got hurt last year. He's such a good player. He he busted his ass to get into the league um, initially with the Colts and then signed his big contract with the Bears, but has been unable to stay healthy. He'll be out with a pectoral injury. Uh, he's on IR, designated to return, hopefully. Uh, but with him outside of the middle of the field, things become a little more dicey for the Bears, and Cameron Brait in my opinion, is still the pass-catching tight end for the Buccaneers. So at 3,000, uh, he has touchdown upside as well, scored eight last year. I think he's a very fine punt play. Again, if you want to get exposure to that Saints-Patriots game, a nice guy to sneak in there to diversify your lineup. So nobody's on George Kittle this week? Something Kerry Kittles? Six targets last week. He's only 2,500. Something Kerry no? Kittles? What about they, they something a... Seth DeValve? <laughs> You're looking to dig deep. We're getting weird here in the tight end position. Uh, tell us why we should like Kittles other than, other than the targets. No, that's the only reason you should like Kittle <laughs> is the targets. And he's free. Nothing about the so. Iowa pedigree? How many stars, Mo? How many stars for the Hawkeye tight end? Something Kerry Kittles. I've never heard of Kerry Kittles outside of Villanova, so but I did see actually that he was doing something in football. Didn't you guys say you bought him 
Yes. Well, Donnie and I are in a very deep dynasty league where we punted, absolutely punted on the onesie positions. Our quarterbacks are Alex Smith and Joe Flacco. Our tight ends are, well, coming into the season, we did not have a single tight end on the roster. Uh, we had a, a shit. We had like Richard Rogers and who's the guy that always dies on Baltimore? Uh, goodness gracious, can't think of his name. Not Gilmore. Golly, Max Williams. Not Max Williams with two Max X's. Williams? De- Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta. Our tight ends are Dennis Pitta and Richard Rogers. Uh, so we entered the season with zero tight ends, and we picked up uh, Injoku. In the rookie draft, we picked up the corpse of Antonio Gates, and now we also have something Kerry Kittles on the roster. I'll tell you what, in terms of points per salary, I think you, you can't get any better than George Kittle this week. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna do some things. I'm Googling right now George Kittle high school stars. I wanna is that a good Google search for this? Rivals. Rivals stars. Yeah, you always type in rivals. Rivals stars. We're efforting here. This is amazing radio. Uh, I'm going to guess two. Two-star tight end? If he went to Iowa, he's probably a 5.53 star. All right, here he, <laughs> here he is. George Kittle. He was a wide receiver in Norman, Oklahoma. Class of 2012. Three stars. Three stars for Mr. Kittle. Committed to Iowa. He was recruited by something Eric Johnson. Yo, this site is so weird. How do they? Is that the coach? <laughs> is that a nah, recruiter? Is. And he was a five point five three star. So that's the lowest three star. Wow. What is All a right. five point five three star? Yo, of unprofessional is weird as fuck. Can you explain what a five point five three star is, please? They tier. That the, sounds they, to me like it's better than a five star. <laughs> they right? tier the stars like a three star. There's three tiers. 5.5 is the lowest. Well, what's the point of having a star system if there's a, if a tier system within the star system? You got to have nuance, baby. Oh, my God. I thought it was like one, two, three, four, five, and that was, you know, five's the best. <laughs> yeah. Mad Dog, need extra tiers. When do the tiers for the tiers come out? Is that going to ever be a thing? All right, defense, special teams, Minotti. Give them over. Well, if you're playing the Thursday slate, I said it before, get exposure to both defenses tonight. The offensive lines of the Texans and Bengals are just disgusting. Uh, Both playing, uh, coming off a short week. Thursday night games are always a nightmare. So definitely get some Bengals and Texans in your life tonight. But don't forget Deshaun Watson. telling you, big night, possibly tonight. Uh, Back on the Chargers this week in their home opener in L.A., against Jay Cutler. I'm still buying this defense. They failed to make plays for us last week, but the talent is there. And with smoking Jay slinging this week, I foresee a pick six in his future. I will have a lot of chargers. Not worry about those linebackers. Man, Jatavius Brown, man. That dude, why is he on the field? I didn't even know he existed. I, all my research, I didn't even know who this guy is. Well, he's on the field because Denzel Perryman is dead. Not dead, but injured. Uh, and Jatavius Brown is actually an IDP legend because he's one of those players that is not good at football, but he racks up a ton of tackles. He's, he's one of those guys like a safety or that's really bad in coverage. And because they give up so many receptions, they get so many tackles. So Jatavius Brown legend in IDP because he's not good. And so he gets a lot of tackles. 
This shows how close I pay attention to defense because I didn't even know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah, he was horrific. Mo, I know you're all in on this Chargers defense, right? <laughs> Man, they did not look good. Uh, something Trevor Simeon by long, murder. Long balls. Long ball Simeon. So where are you going on D, Mo? Uh, I, you know, I didn't see anything I was too terribly excited about this week, but, uh, I just did want to highlight one super, super sneaky play. I think you can make here. This is if you really, really need to save salary at defense, which, you know, that's usually a good strategy. So if, but if you're going absolutely bottom of the barrel on defense, I like the bears. Yes. I like it too. What is this price? They're being priced like they're they're gonna give up forty, like the Saints and Jets here. I mean, you know, the total in this game is only forty three. They did a very very nice job against Atlanta, held them to twenty three points. Seven of those were on a fluky long touchdown that is probably going to be the best play of Austin Hooper's career the day he retires. They totally bottled up the the Falcons running game. Um, we know Jameis Winston, I'm a big fan, but the guy has definitely had some ball security issues. So I think the bears have a decent ceiling and a pretty nice floor too. 2,200 just seems way too cheap. Ball security issues and the head scratcher. Again, I love Jameis Winston. I agree with Mo. The head scratcher is always there. For some reason, he throws one that's just perplexing. 33 interceptions in 32 career starts. So that's a... That's a devil call. like it a lot, Mo. DP, what do you got for defense? Uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier. I like the Raiders. Uh, Brett stole my my Chargers pick. Uh, you know, I Jay Cutler. He's going to do something really stupid. Um, and yeah, those are those are the two. Um, I didn't think about the Bears. I've I actually wanted to pick Winston in the QB section uh, earlier, but uh, doing my research, I stayed away. Um, I thought the Bears D looked better and better, but. I don't know. I, I think I got scared when I was doing my research. Um, but but if if Mo is is touting them and and Brett's uh, you know unmuting himself to to yell and scream over there in Buffalo, then I think it sounds like a smart play. What? I'll tell you what. Looking at this Bears defense, they've got some players. This is See, not I, a bad I defense. If Week one was more the Falcons and not having Kyle Shanahan, or if it was the Bears defense. The I, I will say the Freeman injury does suck, but yeah. They've got a lot of talent on on that side of the ball. And people are all in on this Bucks team, but I don't know, man. <laughs> the ceiling seems like 9 and 7 on a team like uh like Tampa Bay. I agree. I I don't know, guys, I don't I don't understand this Raiders price. The Jets are abhorrent. And it's not like Cade Luke McCown McNown is protecting the ball. He threw two horrific interceptions last week. So if if we don't think that there's going to be a lot of ownership, I'm liking them at that $3,500 price tag. The Jets are terrific. Is this the week? I mean, Everyone's the Jets are the Jets or the Raiders. Tank City this year. They are all in on the tank. Brett said everyone wasn't clicking the Raiders, though. I think they'll be popular. What you I don't know. What's what, the Raiders' defense, though? What you got on they the labs? Solid. What you got on the labs, bruh? They do defense. Yeah, one second. Here. No worries. I'll, I'll fill. It was. I don't think it was very high. Uh, while while he's efforting, I want to say that that I want to take a flyer on Julius Thomas at tight end this week. Juice. 
He's reunited with Gase and I mean Oh narratives. Let's go. Narratives. No, no, no. It's not narratives. That that's the only really narrative and it's and it's minuscule. But also, did you see the Chargers defense trying to cover Denver's tight ends? I mean, they what they caught five balls for a hundred yards. Uh, between three of them. I mean, I don't really see anyone but Julius Thomas doing anything productive. Um, and, and Jay Cutler just likes to throw it all over the place. So, you know, a little bit of a pun play there. Just wanted to bring that up. Fantasy Labs defense ownership. They've got at the top Baltimore, Seattle, Oakland, and the Chargers around the same uh, between 9 and 12%. I think it's going to be pretty spread out. I think Baltimore, Seattle, definitely going to be popular. Uh, Seattle against the 49ers, obviously. But yeah, Oakland's up there too. Well, I, I think I'm okay with chalk then if it's not too big. Uh, I would defer to the Ravens then. Uh, I think they have a better... Well, Ravens or Raiders would be a split there. I, I, they just have great setups, both of those teams, to score a lot of points and get some turnovers. I kind of I tried to look into into the Broncos, so I'd be interested to see if you wow. guys had any thoughts on the Broncos. Here I mean, he is, the number one D- Dak Prescott hater in the nation, Donnie Peters. No, 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 that's Brett. I mean, you've I'm the, you've, you've, I'm you've, the you've, disciple you've, to the disciple. You've usurped Brett successfully. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I thought I was number one. Yeah, Mo's in the running as well. Yeah, Dak. I, Dak doesn't seem very good at football. Very inaccurate. Again, Giants defense pretty good, but a lot of really bad throws from Mr. Prescott. But Zeke, Zeke can alleviate a lot of pain. So Dallas, Dallas doesn't turn the ball over. That's my issue with the the Denver defense this week. I think we'll be talking about the Orange Crush tomorrow. Just, just a, uh, oh boy, just a thought. Love it. <laughs> I love it. That's the DFS show, focusing on DraftKings format. You can follow us on Twitter at GridIronGamble. Shoot us an email, GridIronGamblePodcast at gmail.com. Tomorrow, we will make our Super Contest selections where we are 2-2-1. and one. Until then, oops, look at that. Old music. Old music. Throwback to the... I'm keeping that in, by the way, for all our fantasy. It is wired. Thursday, Throwback Thursday. I'm, I'm throwing it in there for all our fantasy wired fans out there. I lost my complete train of thought. I was going to say, remember what Brett said tonight? Both defenses are interesting, and so is Deshaun Watson. See you tomorrow morning. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>